Okay, so hey everyone. This is my first podcast, and what I wanted to do on this podcast was just sort of introduce um, a metaphysical concept that I was, I found that I had put together a while ago. So I call it Soul Life Tools, and these are all the tools that we have access to to help us. Um, basically, each life tool assists us in this current life in order to stay the course of our mission. Since we forget who we are and what our missions are upon arrival, these tools help us find our way and stay on our path. So what I'm going to do in this podcast is actually just go through the list. Um, I have just over 25 or something like that. And I'm just going to briefly go through each one and describe it a little bit. And then what I'm going to do is make follow-up podcasts on each one individually and just go a little bit more in-depth. So for the beginner awakener, or should I say those who are just waking, um, it might be beneficial for you to grab a pen and paper because as I talk, there are going to be concepts that you haven't been privy to that you'll want to make sure you check out as a part of your metaphysical info path. Uh, because if you're listening to this podcast, the information I'm giving you is something you um, are, basically your vibration is the same as mine, as what I'm offering in this podcast. That means the information in this podcast is specifically for you. So, unless you're someone that I'm making listen to it, like my friend or my husband, <laughs> this the vibration of the words that I'm saying, of the electromagnetic thoughts that I'm having... They're matching up with yours. You've been brought to this video. This information is something you need to know. So I'm trying not to make this video huge long. So I will try to stay topical with all of these tools. I'm going to start out now. And the first one is altered states of consciousness. So the altered states of consciousness are um, biofeedback, uh, meditation, like kundalini type meditation and um, hypnosis. So these are, uh, as you know, states of consciousness like alpha, beta, theta, uh, delta, uh, states of consciousness that we're in throughout the day and while we're sleeping. Uh, These particular altered states of consciousness allow us to connect with the universal holographic energetic matrix. I know that's a big word, but here's some documents to refer to on altered states of consciousness. You can check out the CIA document on the Gateway Project by the Monroe Institute. Um, Bob Monroe is a pretty big dude in the metaphysical field. He found some stuff that not a lot of people know about. Uh, so I checked that out. Um, if you need uh, access to this information, let me know because I have it. Um, you can check out uh, the different states of consciousness, theta state, delta state, beta, all that, and the magical state of theta. Um, basically, theta state is um, what the state that we're in from ages 0 to 7, which is how we are able to be programmed uh, as humans uh, with behavior and um, the things that we do. Uh, how we view ourselves, how we view others, etc., etc. Also, refer to the ancient culture modalities like meditation, yoga, breathing, qigong. All those are um, practices that help you get into altered states. I know you can check out meditation and yoga with Dr. Joe Dispenza and Dr. Um, 
Dr. Oh gosh, what is her name? Mortar, Mortimer or Mortar, uh, Sue Mortar. She uh, shows you how to achieve kundalini using yoga poses. Dr. Dispenza teaches you how to achieve kundalini using meditation, um, biofeedback, and visualization. So check those guys out for Altered States of Consciousness. It's actually basically square one of what you need to connect to the holographic matrix. Uh, everything after that is just learning how to use the connection. So um, my second tool is channeling. Channeling allows a faster vibratory energies and opportunity to slow down a little bit and synchronize with our lower vibratory waves in this third dimension in order to get information throughout the body, which specifically will go to the vocal cords of the instrument being used as a channel. Uh, so these channels will use altered states of consciousness in order to get their vibratory bodies to connect or correctly connect to the frequency needed by the incoming energy complex because these in these incoming energy complexes are six um, like 5d 60 70 vibratory complexes so in order to um, channel you have to raise your own vibratory complex and they have to lower their vibratory complex in order to meet each other at the same frequency in order to connect uh, so it's very hard for um, higher dimension or higher dimensional beings to connect with us. That's why channeling isn't um, as you know known as a lot of other things like psychic information, which I'll also explain. Uh, but so some methods or some materials to review for channeling are the Seth material. It's a lady named Jane Roberts who channeled. Um, this energy that referred to itself as Seth and the information that it gives you is mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. And it all rings true and accurate. It's mind-blowing. Now, mind you, I don't just read one piece of information. I read different, um, different pieces of information that my soul self has manifested to come towards me or come into my peripheral so I assume if it came into my peripheral there's some kind of a connection to all the other material that I've been reading and there usually is and so I just get different perspectives of basically the same piece of information which this is the channeling is just another perspective I get very you know different perspectives of channeling based on the different um, tools or different books or um, informational pieces that I read about these uh, same issues so or not issues I guess about these same tools so um, you can also refer to the CIA document to learn how theta state um, how to get into theta state and connects with the holographic matrix um, you can also check out um, Edgar Casey uh, he was able to channel some pretty good information um, by connecting to the matrix, the holographic matrix. Um, basically, when you're connecting and you're channeling, uh, things that you don't even know are, are of an importance are important. For instance, invisible energy is being pushed into the body. So your breath matters. Breathing in, breathing out. How heavy are you breathing? How fast are you breathing? Are you breathing, you know, are you completely taking complete breaths? Or are you just like... So it matters because you're working with energy. 
So um, your movement matters, the placement of ceremonial items around the person that's being channeled matters, um, any symbols or shapes that you're creating, the degree of these shapes matters, uh, your hair matters, your hair is an antenna. And it's referred to as an antenna by a couple of the uh, entities being channeled, like like Ra, Hummel Messenger of the Law of One materials. So, uh, yeah, read those different sources and you'll start to understand channeling a little bit more. Um, I'll continue on to three, which is energy manipulation. Energy is a natural part of our body, and it's argued that the mitochondria and our DNA are more than just the powerhouse of this cell but the power unit that connects each cell energetically and allows, allows them to communicate unhindered with each other. So ideally our bodies should be um, connecting. Our, so as we are raised, um, we are not taught this. So we are uh, disconnected from not only our own bodies, from, from each other's body. So uh, energy manipulation is foreign to us when it actually should be a part of our human nature it's just not and so uh, it is a tool that we need to start using more four is crystals crystals have been used since the beginning of mankind and in all cultures and were incredibly powerful in the time of Atlanteans and Lemurians um, crystals are beings like any other being they have biofields they radiate energy they you can wipe them or as in you know you can um, sort of delete the software you put on there and you can uh, you can download other software through the electromagnetic properties of your voice and your thoughts. Uh, they're little mini computers as some crystals contain specific striations that carry mathematical data that you can tap into right by rubbing the striations during the state of meditation or like being in an altered state. So I don't know if you've ever heard of the Lemurian crystals, but that's what's going on with those particular crystals, which is why they're so expensive if you can find an authentic one. Uh, let's see, the stones are a means of protection and power for the bodysuits, and really they help heal and protect from damaging vibrations. So uh, some of the stones, in particular black tourmaline, it helps protect from man-made um, electromagnetic and radio frequency waves, which is emitted from all of our cell phones and everything electronical. Everything that is not... Um, all of this electricity and, and everything, it's all man-made and it affects our body negatively whether we like to uh, think about it or not. You know, random headaches, can't see stuff, um, migraines, etc., etc. Um, we all suffer from health issues, but specifically these man-made radio frequency waves and electromagnetic waves are damaging to our cellular, like molecular and cellular makeup. So it's... These stones help really to um, sort of lessen the damage that we experience on an everyday basis. If you want more information on crystals, you can refer to Magenta Pixie on the Atlanteans and Lemurians' use of crystals. Um, you can pull up information on their blocking um, capabilities and properties and which stones block which um, waves, uh, how effective they are, what their vibrations are, because you know uh, stones re have their own vibrations. <clears throat> In fact, uh, it's been said, and I've seen it um, written, that when you match the vibration of a particular stone, it will crack like the, uh, you know, like glass when something meets the 
particular vibration of glass, it'll crack. Uh, same with stones. So if you're wondering why you broke a stone or a stone dropped and broke, well, I mean, you can't just break a stone from dropping it. So, yeah, there's others, other factors to that. So number five is food. Food is one of the most important tools we have in this day and age. Our food is inundated with toxic hormones and chemicals that poison, age, and toxify our body suits. Despite the damage done to the body suit, these foods are very heavy. They keep your body constantly working to break them down. They keep you tired and very third-dimensional heavy. Food is very important because in order to use a majority of these tools, you can't be heavy with dense food. Sorry, not sorry. You can't be heavy with dense food. It's almost a requirement that you have to be cleaned out and very light in order to access altered states of consciousness and energetic manipulation. I mean, it just, you can't be 3D to access um, information that is not 3D. Like I said in channeling, you have to be a certain vibration in order to access higher vibrations. So if you want to access higher vibrational knowledge or information, and you want to be able to receive that with your brain, your electromagnetic brain, you want to tap into that station, you have to be near, at least near that frequency. Which means you can't be eating heavy, dense, funky food that keeps you fat and happy all day and tired. You can't do it. You have to have a higher, lighter vibration. The very heavy and dense foods hold you back from obtaining connections to the matrix, and the frequency is too high for dense, heavy energy to penetrate. So that's just, that's how, it, I'm sorry, that might be, you know, a little too forward, but that's how it is. You know, I, I, I will go so far as to say, be careful when you're getting psychic readings and channelings and, and information like that from individuals who are not balanced body-wise. Um, you know, overweight is not just an issue of food. It's an issue of, um, like, your lymphatic system and stuff like that. But when you are um, dense, when you are heavy, you can't connect properly. So, as a screening, make sure you somehow casually throw in there like, oh yeah, uh, how do you feel about eating clean? Or just something like that because you need to make sure that you're getting the right information. And if someone is not a clean eater, that might be an indication that they're not getting accurate information. It's just something to think about. Not everybody's going to be happy with what I just said. But then again, I probably don't care. So, let's go on to six tarot and oracle cards. Each card in every deck holds a certain vibratory pattern and according to the symbols and colors contained within its molecular structure, these vibratory patterns will be attracted to you or not attracted to you. These are imperative to consider when drawing cards. These vibratory patterns are imperative to consider when drawing cards. Each card you've drawn will be particular because it is synchronized with the vibratory pattern you're voicing or thinking. So you're eliciting a vibratory pattern from your mouth or from your electromagnetic thoughts. You have, in essence, figuratively and literally drawn each card to you by way of vibration. So it's imperative that you pay attention to cards. Uh, it goes actually deeper than that. I just want to give a little, a little piece of information. The Major Arcana. The Major Arcana is actually 21 cards with the Choice card, which makes 22. 
The first seven are mind, the second seven are body, and the third seven are spirit. So anything after that is just a bunch of made up shit. Anything in that major arcana is the ancient Egyptian uh, tarot, which is basically the information channeled from Ra, which is the same guy as uh, Humble Messenger of Ra, who was trying to get the Law of One across. They were trying to teach the Egyptians the Law of One, and the Egyptians turned them into gods instead of taking the information for what it was. So the Major Arcana, that is the original gangster of the tarot. And what had happened was, and I really should leave this. I'm just going to, you know what, I should leave you there. I'm just going to leave you with that, and you'll have to wait for the podcast on that. So uh, I'll go to seven runestones. Runestones are technically an ancient set of symbols attempting to unite northern and mostly Germanic cultures by way of communication before Latin was able to be introduced and used as a weapon of separation. Yes, I said it. Latin as a weapon of separation. That's exactly what it was. Uh, Each rune symbol is a representation of a life situation that surprisingly hasn't differed much from the time of its original conception. For example, the... Uruz, U-R-U-Z rune, is representative uh, representative of a wild ox, which like symbolically means strength and stamina. Um, but each runestone has their own vibratory complex, and specific runes that have specific messages, messages matching our particular vibrations and electromagnetic thoughts and voices are runes that will appear in our reading. So the runes that appear for you have been um, uh, electromagnetically uh, and vibratory connected to you. So it's important that you make sure you um, take heed of the runestones. So numerology. This is my favorite, 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 favorite tool. Numerology is what I call the cheat card or the cheat sheet in the holographic matrix. It reveals your life mission, what your lessons are, what your primary vibratory colors are, which primary vibratory dimension controls you, which dimension you previously came from, and what your personality traits are, and what gifts you have in this life to assist you in completing your mission. And the gift is like your own special gift, and everybody has one. So that's pretty dope, and I really like numerology, and so... uh, yeah, there it's arguable, so, you know, other people who read about numerology interpret it differently than I will, will tell you different things, um, but I am certain in my knowledge that this is a cheat sheet for us, and uh, you'll want to stay tuned to my other podcast about numerology to find out why. So, uh, number nine tool is Gematria. Some of you may or may not know what that is, but it's the alphanumeric code used for words and numbers using the Hebrew alphabet. So Hebrew is like the oldest language that's still used today. Uh, To go deeper, it's reportedly an Assyrio-Babylonian Greek alphanumeric code. I think I got that from Wikipedia. It was later used in ancient Hebrew, and you can turn a number into its corresponding letter and turn a letter into its corresponding number, and each letter has its designated number and corresponding letter. So... I'll just um, say there are three rabbinical rules for gematria. Uh, I think there's more than three, but the three most important ones are numbers and letters are interchangeable, numbers have no decimals, 
and are reduced to a single digit, and numbers in equal value are equal in meaning. I'll repeat that last one. Numbers equal in value are equal in meaning. So it just so happens that heaven, soul, and YHVH, I'm not going to give any history on that. If you know what it is, you know what it is, the Tetragrammaton. Uh, if you don't know what it is, you don't know what it is, but you'll want to write it down. Uh, heaven, soul, and YHVH all equal 8, which means equal in value or equal in meaning. How dope is that? Uh, let's see. So next one, astrology. So astrology, like um, you're going to get a different meaning of astrology uh, as a life tool than what a lot of people tell you. I'm going to have a different definition than probably 99% of astrologers and any other people out there because what I do when I was um, referring to these tools as I try to channel the information through or I try to use divination and automatic writing um, to get the answers to these so what I got for astrology is that basically some of you may or may not know that before we are come down in these bodies um, we have a chance to Get with our soul fam and decide what we want to do, what lessons we want to learn, how to best, how we can best learn them, and um, you know, give ourselves cheat codes along the way. Um, until now, we weren't recognizing any of these cheat codes. Uh, until now, nobody was waking up while in their bodies, and now we are. And so, astrology is used by the soul self before we incarnate to determine the ideal personality archetype in, needed in order to learn the particular lessons for that incarnation. Now, astrology can be thought of as the personality type and the event predictor that allows the soul to armor itself in the appropriate program suit, which contains the required software to receive a particular experience through a set of events planned to happen along the way of learning. So, essentially, basically, you have, essentially and basically are the same thing. Um, you basically have um, a chart, and you can say, okay, I need, uh, I need this bodysuit to be of strong will, and um, they have to be very disciplined, so I want their uh, sun sign to be Taurus. I want their um, I want their moon sign to be Leo. I want the house to be Libra, <clears throat> etc., etc. And then you'll refer to astrology to say, okay, in order for this person to grow, I want them to go through a traumatizing event such as 9/11. Or and this is going to be super. I apologize if that triggered anybody. Um, actually, I don't apologize if that triggered anybody. If that triggered you, it's because you need to explore that. So write it down. Make sure you write it down. Okay, so they'll say, I want my uh, my person suit to experience 9-11, or I want my person suit to experience Hiroshima, or I want my person to suit to experience Pearl Harbor. So the only way that they're going to know these events happen, because of course they're in space-time, they, they, the soul, the soul dimensions are not the same as the holographic dimension. This 3D, the soul dimensions are different. So, um, 
So the past, present, and the future are all one. I'm not going to get too in-depth. I'm going to try not to get too in-depth while still explaining it. So they have to use astrology in order to find out when you need to be born in order to make you the person that you need to be to get through that graphic and, and get through those particular events that they've set out for you. Okay, so I'll keep going. Eleven is books. Books are sacred. Books are sacred. The words on the books are sacred. They activate things, especially books that contain old knowledge. The vibratory patterns of the words activate and upgrade genetic codes within our DNA. It works with our um, piezoelectric DNA system. We have crystals, light crystals in our DNA, and vibration activates them. Okay, uh, books assist us in our journey. There are companions. They excel through each learning event. Books are cheats that the matrix allows us to have in order to gain the knowledge. We are ignoring by every other means, truth be told. We ignore the signs the matrix give to us because most of us are in a hypnosis sleep. I'm not going to get further into that. Um, but in this era of electronics, we're not so interested in books. However, they've managed to join the World Wide Web and they creep into our lives just when we need them. Despite how many clues we completely ignore, when a book pulls me, I get it. That book tells me, that pull tells me that the book is something that I need. There's information in there that I need. I may not know why, I may not know what, but there is something in there that I need, so I get it. Uh, the books I recommend right now are all Dolores Cannon books. All Greg Braden books. All Bruce Lipton books. <laughs> all of the Law of One books. All Joe Dispenza books. All of the Seth material books. And when I say all, I mean every single one of the Seth material. You cannot skip one. Get as many ancient books as you can because I'm telling you, they activate stuff. Uh, number 12, Herbs and Spices. Herbs and spices have vibratory patterns that heal the body, attract higher vibes, and repel lower vibrations. They also help the body absorb nutrients. We need this. We suck at absorbing nutrients in this day and age because we, meet, we eat the standard American diet and all this GMO-created bullshit that we have to deal with in the stores. We like convenient food. We don't like doing things ourselves anymore, apparently. It should be noted that viruses and bacteria have a specific frequency or vibration in and of themselves, and you can create an undesirable vibratory complex to sustain the vibratory pattern of a particular virus and rid them through this method. That's right, I said it. You can use herbs and spices to create an environment in your body that does not sustain negative or bad viruses and bacteria. Um... To be honest, Dolores and Seth might argue that the only reason viruses and bacteria affect your body to begin with is because you believe in it. I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. I mean, I'm, I've am i studied viruses, and I, I feel like whether you believe in it or not, regardless, it's going to affect your body. So, the reason that I've learned to use herbs and spices is because... I realize that they can create an environment in the body that is not um, good for sustaining viruses. So this is why I think this is an imperative er, er, uh, imperative tool for us to use. 
Uh, next one, 13, astral projection. One of the many abilities we're given in order to be free of the constraints of the bodysuit and assist in missions on the other side or in the soul dimensions is astral freaking projection. And you will talk to people who think this is complete and utter bullshit, but I'm telling you right now, astral projection is a part of our everyday lives. It's not this reality. It's another reality. It's the soul dimensions. You jump over to the soul dimension side. Um, when you when you wake up and you're paralyzed and you can't move, that's sleep paralysis because your body knows it needs to paralyze itself so you don't hurt yourself or anybody while it's projecting. So when you come back too soon, like because you heard a noise or something's going on with your body, and you come back too fast, your body's not ready, you'll be paralyzed. That's like paralysis and and let's see, what else happens? Um, when you slam into your body real fast, like for instance, um, when I'm projecting, I I always will picture myself falling downstairs or just rolling downstairs in skates. And so I slam into my body super fast whenever I picture that. It's almost like that's my body's um, pull cord, like the emergency pull cord, right? If I want to come back to my body, I just... I'll, I'll instantly know to picture myself going down the stairs and skates, and I know I'll jump back into my body. Astral is crazy. There is so much we do in the astral. We don't even have to be asleep, and we can project our consciousness in the astral planes. We can just be sitting here chilling and be projecting and don't even know it. When you're in, when you're just sitting there and all of a sudden you go into a trance, <clears throat> you can guarantee that there is some kind of projection going on. You're projecting some your consciousness somewhere else. Something's happening, and you're somewhere else. So that's the amazing, amazing part of astral projection. And you just wait until I get to that podcast. Let me tell you, I'm excited. Okay, so 14 is dreams. Dreams are reality. They're not just... They're not this same reality as the one we're sitting in right now, but they are a reality. They're just in the soul dimensions. Um, they're different realities in different dimensions, but the information you're receiving as memory has been screened through your logical left brain. So basically it seems like distorted and weird as your logical left brain tries to make sense of completely wild and unseen shit that your brain registers when, you, <laughs> when you're when you coming back from the astral. So a lot of times that's why you won't have um, memory of your dreams. Or if you do, it's just beyond bizarre. Because really, no one teaches us about what to expect in the soul dimensions. And so the stuff that we see is just completely bizarre. You know, if that were an everyday schooling like you know grades five through seven you learn about astral traveling and soul dimensions like that would be amazing and you would know what you're looking at and everything would just be so different imagine that okay so 15 is divination tools they're used to discern answers to questions using your soul energy your soul has had thousands of different experiences and uh, and the energetic ability to give you past present and future information because there's no sense of time in any other dimension except the third literally your soul self can and does access other dimensional information at all times, regardless of your little baby 3D senses can receive it or not. When using divination tools like metal rods and finding water, you're using your electromagnetic brain waves and soul energy to locate a specific frequency, right? The frequency of water. When you find that frequency, your little 3D baby senses see the rods moving and you get all excited. In fact... 
what's really happening, metaphysically speaking, your biofield sends out a ping, the water frequency ping, and the ping comes back from the water into your biofield. It registers it and sends the energetic message to your hands to move the divination rod in the direction of where the water frequency ping emitted from. So that's super oversimplified. I'll get into it when I do that one. Next one is sacred sound. Sacred sound is a vibration that activates energetic coordinates, balances the body, activates DNA, and heals. Sound is powerful vibration. It's very effective in bringing frequencies into tune. Um, so the idea behind sacred sound is the frequency of the particular tones will, um, will balance or will speed up any unbalanced, imbalanced, untuned vibrations. I'll get into more of this when I talk about vibrations. So, 17 tool mathematics, the foundation of creation, every creation, numbers are the core of the matrix. All holographic images are mathematical, all molecular structures are mathematical, and to understand all the mathematical information in a readable and teachable format, we've come up with a way to convert numbers into letters using numerology and gematria. So, yeah. 18, sacred tones or words. So, sacred tones and words are used to bless foods and liquids, uh, specifically water, that heals the body, balances the bodysuit. Um, you can wish luck for circumstances, life events, activities, rituals, sacred words, or particular combination of vibrational tones that change the geometric molecular structure of water, cellular structures, and matter to match the high, and in some cases low, vibrational complex of a word, of a term. Okay, so um, 19, sacred shapes or sacred geometry are shapes that activate genetic compon components in the DNA. They heal and balance the body and exchange energetic messages between the universal holographic matrix and the soul energy. Shapes are important because the mathematical in, uh, significance between the spaces inside and outside of the shapes. The mathematical equations are read by the biofield and interpreted by the molecular structure of the body. Powerful shapes like the crop circles create and contain energetic vortexes that various molecular structures read, interpret, and respond to. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Vern? You go to any of the crop circles, and even Dolores will tell you about them crop circles, those are specifically created to raise particular areas' vibrational frequencies. So if you go to them, if you're drawn to them, they have something you need. Make sure you listen. I'm drawn to the ones in Montana, but with the 2020 fake pandemic bullshit going on, and that might be triggering somebody, but you'll want to explore that trigger. Uh, then, uh, with the pandemic going on, I wasn't able to go over to the crop circles, but they're still calling me, rest assured. So, uh, 20, intention, is an instruction to a holographic energetic matrix. It tells the matrix what you want and how bad you want it. You use intention when in the altered states, like using biofeedback and in magic to manifest what you want and what you want the energy to do in the holographic matrix. You're putting your intent on the outside of the holographic matrix into the soul dimensions. 
and that's where you get manifestation of pop off. So you have to intend to be in the soul dimensions. Excuse me. So you'll intend to go outside of the holographic matrix into the soul dimensions where everybody is from. So if you imagine a egg in the middle, which is the hologram, outside of the egg is the soul dimensions, which is where everybody's really from. Uh, so manifestation is also a tool, 21, is a tool to instruct the universal holographic matrix to produce what you've created in the soul dimensions. Anything you want the matrix to create for you has to already be built in the soul dimensions, and you can do that by using altered states. You literally build it in the soul dimensions and bring it down to this 3D reality because the soul dimensions are much, much higher, like raw sixth density being, okay? So soul dimensions, that's not even the soul dimension. The soul dimensions are much, much higher vibration. So you build that in the soul dimensions and you have to bring it down to 3D, which I tell you how to do. So, uh, 22nd, 22, 22nd tool, vibration. These are not in any particular form because ideally I should have vibration at the beginning because vibration is literally what pops everything off. So vibration is also known as frequency. It's how fast the molecular, a molecular structure of an object is moving. We measure this frequency most commonly using the Hertz system, which is how fast the structure vibrates. One rotation of back and forth within the confined boundaries is considered one hertz. The molecular structure of the liver, for example, vibrates at 317.83 hertz, which means the structures have 317.83 back and forth rotations per second. Vibration is the energetic boundary or like energetic directive. A combination of molecular structures are given when they connect. Uh, the boundary directive differentiates each molecular structure and every molecular structure vibrates because every molecule, molecule contains energy. This energy is measured and read through like vibratory fields. Vibrator or vibration can be used in a whole bunch of different ways. So like specifically for balancing and healing the body and other molecular structures. The good thing about vibration is that it attracts it. Um, it attracts like vibrations and repels unlike vibrations. So unbalanced, so let's say you have an unbalanced vibratory, let's say your liver is unbalanced, um, you could listen to that frequency or somehow be exposed to that particular vibration of 317.83 and you can start to work, your, your liver would start to tune itself to that correct vibration. So, let's see, 23, drugs. Drugs are used to enter the soul dimension without putting the left brain to sleep first. So, the chemical in the plants, the phytochemicals, are specifically um, designed to block the left brain from computing and response, as opposed to, like, gradually putting it to sleep when you enter altered states. So, the phytochemical block allows for the direct connection, connection to the soul dimension as opposed to passing through the holographic matrix to get to the soul dimension. So remember I said it's like an egg where you have the hologram and then on the outside of the egg you have the soul dimensions. So when you put the left brain to sleep before going into soul dimensions, you have to instruct yourself to pass through the holographic matrix because the left brain is gradually shifting 
through states of consciousness. So when you use the phytochemicals, you don't have to instruct yourself, nor do you gradually shift through the states of consciousness to connect with the soul dimensions. You just pop right on in there. After that shit takes effect, you just pop right on in there. And then you don't know what's happening. You can't determine any information. You don't know what you're seeing because you didn't properly educate yourself before you took the drugs. So everybody that like to take drugs like peyote and ayahuasca, make sure you educate yourself before you do that. Okay, so 24, energy healing. So energy healing it's a wonderful, wonderful ability. It's an energetic tool used to heal the body suit. So this is specifically one of the gifts that were given that used to be taught to each generation, but then it was taken and hidden and deemed unimportant. Like, like it's crazy. And the work of ancient cultures that no longer exist. Like, they only used to do that hundreds of thousands of years ago, and they don't do it anymore. We use energy within our body. Or we can request energy from other sources and we can use conscious or altered states to direct, place, and even activate that energy in humans, plants, animals, insects, and any other molecular structure in this holographic matrix. So that's amazing. You may or may not have known about that. I'm going to continue to 25, which is sacred objects. So these are created in time and have throughout history collected electromagnetic energy from thoughts and words. Those who have possessed them have filled them with their electromagnetic voices and energetic emissions, while those who may only think about them during prayer or meditation have filled them with their electromagnetic thoughts. So these objects can be powerfully influential on molecular structures, and they're basically good at activating genetic material and crystallized piezoelectric DNA in the human body suits. Mind you, these structures are intended to activate the DNA, and were created either knowingly or unknowingly to do just that. So, like an example is um, the Eye of Horus, the Ankh, uh, the Cross, statues, Jesus on the Cross, uh, crackers in water. Yeah, that's a pretty popular one. Okay, so magic, number 26. Magic is you, it, it uses vibratory patterns and intentions to instruct the matrix on what to manifest. It's arguable that when you're doing spell work, you go into an altered state in order to create your manifestation in the soul dimensions by performing the ritual, which is basically a symbolic display of what your intention is. Um, all the movements of the symbolic ritual creates vibrations that influence molecular structures, and the strength of the vibratory influence is what stimulates the molecular structures to come together to manifest the intended creation. Uh, so 27 is essential oils. There are the oils are a tool used to balance the body, and they attract and re repel specific vibratory complexes and molecular structures. So oils are a tool used for the senses. You taste, touch, and smell them in order to use the vibratory patterns to balance, attract, or repel. So uh, palmistry, this is, um, you could argue this is a divination tool, but... Um, I mean, it's been known to tell the future, but it's a useful tool with assisting with healing the body. Because um, ancient cultures use the hand as a representation of the human body. So, like, maladies of the hand can be read, or maladies of the body can be read on the hands. And healing modalities applied to the hands can promote healing by flushing energy to stagnant spots or activating or even tuning vibrational patterns in particular parts of the body. So it's not like what we've come to know as palmistry being now. It's more of like um, a health um, tool. So the last uh, tool on the list is colors. We can eat, 
colors, smell colors, see colors, feel colors, visualize them in order to balance the bodysuit, the biomagnetic field, heal others, manipulate and send energy, communicate, receive and interpret messages. Colors are vibratory patterns and they are they vibrate incredibly high. So um so when you're thinking of colors, uh you can experience when you're visualizing colors, you can experience that vibratory pattern. So if you apply the color to a part of your body, that's a vibratory pattern that you have access to that you can use on that particular body part. And that's as far as I'm going to go with the colors. So this comes to the end of the podcast, almost 45 minutes. This is a great podcast. I'm glad I found time to do it. Um, If you guys are interested in the other um, individual podcasts of each of these tools, stay tuned because I will do them um, as I can. Uh, If you have feedback for me, let me know. Other than that, I hope everybody was a little educated and have a great day.